Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We're privileged to be your host. I'm Jim Brangenberg. Martha's on vacation today, up visiting her folks. We're so glad you've tuned in today. We're on the air so that every Christ follower can learn to turn their workplace into a mission field. And we're so excited that you have tuned in today. We want to remind you. Every day, if you want to find out what's going on with I Work For Him, the best place to go is our website, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. That's where you can always go to find out the latest and greatest, get access to podcasts and archives, and the new Power Pods, which rolled out this week, all on iWorkForHim.com. And now... Here's something I really want to make sure. If you are if you become a listener of I Work For Him any amount of time, you know we're constantly looking for resources and practical tips for all of us to put into practice each and every day of the year. Today's no different, but it is different in that we're college-bound with a fresh crop of students that are graduates that we're going to hear from today that went to one specific university in the desert in Arizona. What are your Christian offspring being taught at school in the college where you've sent them off to. This is a major concern for all of us because the universities across this country are not Christ-centered. Although most of the major ones were centered on Christ when they were founded, they've strayed deeply and far away from that. We need to be intentional with where we send our kids. And today, we're going to encourage you to check out Arizona Christian University. We've got President Len Munsell joining us today from Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, Tempe, Arizona. Len Munsell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim, it's good to be with you. Actually, we're in Glendale, Arizona. Glendale. But we're, but we're, we're only a mile from Phoenix, so we're in a suburb of Phoenix. Now, have you completed the move of your university? When we last we were have. with you in June, okay, so now, because you were in Tempe, right? And then you moved? Is that what the deal we is? Were in, just... We were in Phoenix. We were in Phoenix before. Okay, yeah. so I have no idea where I got but... the Tempe thing. I, I grabbed it. I apologize. Glendale, Arizona is where Arizona Christian University is, and you can always find out more about them online, arizonachristian.edu. Len, when we talked earlier this year, you guys had some incredible things going on at Arizona Christian University. Why don't you talk about how Arizona Christian University is different than other Christian universities? Well, first, first of all, thank you for having having me on to to talk about ACU and just to you know to start off. We're I'm, I'm sitting here in my office looking at at a miracle that God has done, um, and. and you know, to to answer your question, ACU is different because I think of the intentionality with which we pursue preparing Christian students to go into the world as influencers, to be salt and light. Uh, and over the last few years, as as we have become more and more clear in our conservative theological and cultural perspective, and also our desire to, as iron sharpens iron, prepare Christians in an entirely Christian community to go into the seven mountains of influence of our culture, God has just poured out blessing. And so, you know, the last few years we had, we, we had, uh, you know, we've been ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the best college. Um, we have full accreditation, regional accreditation. Uh, the highest level of of academic credentialing that you can have. Uh, The last two years, we've been chosen the best university in Arizona, ahead of Arizona State University and the University of Arizona, two two major public universities. Uh, And so God was pouring out 
blessing and we were growing, but we had hit capacity at our campus in Phoenix. It was about a 20 acre campus. And despite, you know, what we were doing academically and spiritually, we were really limited in, in our ability to grow. And somehow God worked a miracle where we traded our campus of 20 acres for a 68 acre campus that had been shut down by the Thunderbird School of Global Management. They wanted to move downtown, and they had this beautiful 68-acre campus with uh, dozens of academic buildings, uh, and and we were able to trade for it. And so we moved our entire university nine miles away from North Phoenix to sort of the, the northwest part of the, the Valley of the Sun, for those of your listeners that are familiar with it, uh, in Glendale, which, of course, is where they've held the Super Bowl. It's where the Arizona Cardinals play. So it's a, a fairly well-known community, but we are just in awe of what God has done uh, in taking us to a place with so much more room. Uh, and as a result, after you know we were growing enrollment, but it was pretty gradual, and we grew 20% this fall, um, which is wow. unheard of for a, a, a college of our size, which is a you know fewer than a thousand students. So, well, um, so we're well, excited. And I'm excited because you've got a. I, I want to talk about your passion for the in, of for investing with intentionality into your students to be influencers into the Seven Mountains. Where did this come from? Where did you get this idea that Christian college students, Christian university students, should be trained up to live with intentionality as they get sent out into the Seven Mountains of influence in our culture? Well, first, as you know, Jim, it was never my intent to be a, a college president, and my my career has been dedicated to bringing Christian influence into um, the culture, uh, primarily in the area of government and public policy, and so I founded the, the Arizona Focus on the Family Group, pro-life, pro-family group called Center for Arizona Policy, and I felt like in that role... For a decade, my job was explaining to the church, to the body of Christ, why we need to be engaged in public policy and politics, and at the same time, being a representative in in the public arena uh, of a, a biblical worldview and a biblical perspective, and, and trying to be persuasive in, in in moving a biblical perspective into the state of Arizona. We had phenomenal success in our state. We went from being one of the worst states on the life issue to being number one. Uh, and to actually reducing the number of abortions in Arizona. So we had great success. The organization grew. And then I was involved in uh, public policy. God called me to run for governor. So I ran for governor. I won the Republican primary, lost the general election to the incumbent Democrat back in 2006. And all this time I'd been involved in this little Bible college. But my passion throughout my life had been how do Christians – gain influence in culture, recognizing that we're called by God to be salt and light, that we're not to be shrinking violets, we're not to be hiding our the, the hope that we have within us, you know, to the, the light uh, under a bushel. We're supposed to be out there engaging. And, uh, and, and, you know, you look at throughout history at all the things Christians have done, all the you know all, all the orphanages, all the hospitals, all of the all of the works that they've done in the culture, and and we know from Scripture that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Right. And so 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 God calls us to be influencers, 
And so somewhere along the line, my passion for Christians taking seriously their call to be leaders um, combined with being given the opportunity to uh, become president of a small Bible college that was really trying to figure out, you know, what was its purpose going forward. And, uh, and so we sort of combined the two and said, you know, um, there are these areas of influence in our culture. We need a university that's dedicated to preparing Christians to become leaders in our culture. Well, okay, so let's let's look at this because that's you know to have that as a goal uh, for your students to be prepared to be leaders in cultures, not just leaders in industry, but Jesus following, Jesus centered, Jesus servant minded leaders in our culture. You've been doing this how many years now? So, two thousand six is when you lost that election for running for governor. How long have you been the president of Arizona Christian University? I'm actually this month will uh, will start my tenth year, so I'm just completing uh, year number nine. All right, uh, and, and, at, at and, ACU. and year number nine was probably your most aggressive year as you not only continue to run a university, but you prepared for this huge move from a 20 acre campus right. to a to a 68 acre campus. Arizona Christian online, Arizona Christian edu, Arizona Christian edu. We have Len Munsell, president of Arizona Christian University. Len, when we come back. You've got some graduates that are going to share uh, from their story of how they were prepared for living out their faith in their work. What's the one thing in 30 seconds or less, what's the one thing you want to hear from those students when they call in? Well, I'm hoping that we hear their passion as Christians to be in positions of influence in our culture and and really change uh, and and move the nation uh, back toward God. That's that's really what it's all about at ACU. Yeah. Enter Arizona Christian University in Glendale, Arizona. You know, student can possibly enter this university without getting Jesus ingrained into their life and their lifestyle. Even more significant is that every student in Arizona Christian University understands that God loves their work. And no matter what their work is, they graduate and they can say with confidence, I work for him. Today, you're going to hear not only from Len Munsell, president of Arizona Christian University, found online at ArizonaChristian.edu. You're going to hear from a few graduates on how they're living out I work for him each and every day. Len Munsell, welcome back to I work for him. Thank you much, Jim. Appreciate you uh, doing this piece on ACU. Well, we just really, I'm excited. As I get intro- as Martha and I get introduced to you guys uh, earlier this year, I'm just super excited to make sure that everybody that's an I Work For Him listener knows that there's an option, that there's a university specifically in our country designed to help their students live out I Work For Him each and every day. And, and you've got some students joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited for you to hear from Brendan Bowen, who's just a phenomenal student and really a young man who just has a great story of, of how God got a hold of him uh, at ACU through uh, his experiences and life experiences in the sport of football and really established a calling for Brennan, and he's off doing great things, and I want him to tell you about it. Brennan Bowen, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. All right, so talk to me. What, what's your story? What, what, what kind of degree did you graduate with from Arizona Christian University? Yeah, I graduated from ACU with a, an education degree, uh, emphasis in science, and a minor in biblical studies. Uh, but I actually ended up uh, heading into law school after that. Um, so I'm actually in my last year of law school at Arizona State University right now. Law school? Okay. So, 
Wow. <laughs> I love that law school. Um, why? I mean, you can't be a Christian and a lawyer, can you? <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, a large part of that is due to ACU. Um, one of my mentors at church had brought the idea up to me actually before I returned to school and, and started my path at ACU and, and mentioned, you know, have you considered the legal field? And I really could think that's for other people, smarter people, you know, maybe people less scrupulous than myself. Um, and and <laughs> okay. at, at, at ACU, learning that you not, not just what it would mean to be uh, a Christian lawyer, because that would be the word Christian there is modifying the word lawyer, that makes lawyer the emphasis, but what does it mean to be a Christ follower in the law? Is that possible? How could you do this as unto the glory of God? Have other people done it? What does Scripture have to say about it? And and through wrestling with those questions at the end of my uh, time at ACU, I decided to go to law school um, and, and go influence the legal profession and, and government, maybe in particular, uh, in a more Christian way. Okay, so let's talk about that. Well, you just threw lots of lots of uh, sideways curves at me. Hey, we're talking with Brennan Brennan Bowen. He's a graduate from Arizona Christian University who's decided to pursue law, and he said threw in there maybe even government. Uh, so you got a you got an undergraduate degree from Arizona Christian University, and now how did that prepare you for going to Arizona State University, which is uh, a university which, as I understand, has eighty thousand students? How were you prepared for living out your faith as a graduate student in law on a college campus with mm, that's maybe not so pro-Christian? <laughs> you know, it's um, AC does a great job instilling first principles and being able to get to the root of the matter and. You know, in the law, all judgments are moral judgments. So the question when we're sitting in class or talking about things, it always comes back to, you know, what is the root of this? What is what is the worldview influencing this particular policy or legal standard that, that we're talking about? And as far as the culture among other students, I mean, I grew up in public school, so I, I know how to be in it, but not of it. But ACU really equipped me in that. Yeah, I kind of got a couple of years in a, in a more insular bubble to be trained up with like-minded people to sharpen arguments with each other. And, and when I was able to get out and head to ASU, I was more equipped to do battle, for lack of a better term, with opposing worldviews because I had studied them more thoroughly at ACU. Is there a better term than battle? Because isn't isn't that really what you're what you're doing? I mean, as you take your <laughs> biblical worldview into a secular place that really rejects the biblical worldview, it is a battle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I suppose battle is the proper term. Uh, it is certainly <laughs> opposed to the things of God, and even in, in ways that are more subtle than you realize. You sometimes you're having an innocent policy debate, or what seems to be an innocent policy debate, and you realize, like I said, getting to the root of the matter, that there's just there's a fundamentally different worldview that you're opposing, and you realize you are almost talking back past each other unless you can get to the root of that matter. So, for example, you know, what what are human beings? Are we inherently good or are we inherently fallen? If we're inherently good, then all the bad we see in the world is the result of society, so we could structure society in a way to get rid of it. But if we're inherently fallen, then there will always be bad things, and the role of government is not utopia, but to maximize the good and minimize the bad. So we sit here and talk at the ends of these policy issues without necessarily identifying you know, what is the worldview that undergirds this? I guess doing battle maybe would be a proper term. 
So let's talk about it. So your training that you got at Arizona Christian University and now pursuing your law degree, which you said you'll finish this year. Uh, will you finish in 2020 as with the spring graduates at Arizona State University Correct. with a law degree? Correct. May of 2020, I will be graduating. Okay. And what will be the emphasis of your law degree? Where have you leaned with this law degree? Uh, I spent a lot of time in the governmental and constitutional arena. So my first year, I interned at the Center for Arizona Policy uh, and then spent the summer at the Arizona Attorney General's office. Uh, the next year, my second year of school, I worked at both the Goldwater Institute and worked down at the state legislature on the Senate Rules Committee. Last summer, returned back to the Attorney General's office and currently am in working for uh, Governor Ducey's Office of General Counsel. So kind of all over both the constitutional uh, and, and governmental spheres. Let me be. Let me have this be my last question, because Brennan, when you graduate next year and you get your first job, we we, we got to keep this conversation going because everybody listening, especially those that have leaned towards government involvement and being an attorney, have said, "How do I keep my faith strong and do all this stuff?" Is there a place for the biblical worldview out there in law and government? I mean, not only is there a place, but there, there's a drastic need for it. I know where I'll end up, I'm going to be clerking at the Supreme Court of Arizona with uh, Justice Lopez, who is himself a believer. So there are believers out there. There's places you can find. It's important to find good, strong mentors, and there's tons of good Christian attorneys and judges here to be plugged in with. Uh, and it's also you know, just important to realize that there will be moral judgments made in the law, whether Christians are there helping to make them or not. And so we ought to be salt and light in the world. We ought to be out there influencing. As President Munsell wrote at the end of his book, he quoted, I think it was Proverbs 29, too, that when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. You know, and it's it's important for Christians and believers to be out there influencing the culture towards a more biblical view, because morality will be out there it's just whose morality (laughs) judgment will be made it's just from whom are the judgments coming wow well, I love that. I, 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 you know, we're just going to pray for you right now. Father, I just ask that you give Brennan the ability to be ramped up and equipped in an incredible way to not only clerk for the Supreme Court, but one day serve on the Supreme Court, not in Arizona, but in the United States of America. Lord, that you would use this passion he has for your law and for your words to do incredible things in this country. Father, protect him, protect his future family as he serves serves you and use the wisdom you've given him to be an influencer in this country. And we just thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Brennan Bowen, thank you so much for being on I work for him today. Oh, thanks for having me. I I wish you the very best. Uh, President Len Munsell from Arizona Christian University. If every one of your graduates can have that story, would that be good enough for you? It's, it would be uh, phenomenal. And, you know, Brennan, is a is a humble guy, and we we barely touched on his story, but he is um, the kind of graduate that we are very excited to see come out of Arizona Christian University, and we barely touched on his story, but uh, and you wouldn't know this from listening to him necessarily, but he's a he's a three time uh, team captain, all conference uh, football player who received national accolades as a as a as a football lineman. And uh, so he's used um, to button just, heads with people then. Just yeah, he is used to button heads with people, and he became you know the a, a team captain and, and sort of a 
a leader on campus spiritually and certainly on the football team and uh, just a remarkable young man uh, and just the, the transformation uh, that God uh, has done in his life to lead him to what's really a very prestigious uh, first job out of law school. Which is yeah, you think? Very, I think that's fantastic. Well, and we're grateful. We're phenomenal. so grateful. That, we're so grateful that you brought Brennan on the line with us today. We've got President Len Munsell here from Arizona Christian University, found online, ArizonaChristian.edu. President Munsell, you have a passion for feeding into the students uh, at Arizona Christian University. So when they graduate, they're ready to be influencers in the culture. And as our last guest, Brennan Bowen, uh, quoted from you, I had highlighted also page 118 in your book, your book, Transforming Culture with Truth. You have highlighted the book of Proverbs tells us when the righteous increase or become influential or in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. How does that define the training you give the students at Arizona Christian University? Well, it it really is a statement that makes it clear to Christians in, in, in any culture, in any generation, that we have a duty before God to go into the world as influencers and to seek positions of influence in the community. Because when godly people who want to serve, who want to serve other citizens, other people, and have a have a biblical worldview and a and a righteous standard of how they make decisions, when they become uh, people of influence in a culture, it's good for everyone, for believers and unbelievers alike. And and so, you know, as, as we've discussed, God calls us to be salt and light. He calls us to move into positions of influence in the culture, and it's good for everyone when Christians do that. Well, and I've, we often say on this show, Len, that when Christ followers, wherever they are, everybody around us should be benefiting from our faith, whether they believe in Jesus or not, because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the influence on of what's going on in our lives and impacting the people around us. Uh, President Munsell. It, it, abs- it, absolutely, it absolutely is, Jim. And, and I just want to say, you know, this is one of the problems in our country is that universities have turned people away from the Christian principles that really were foundational to Western civilization and foundational to the formation of this country. And so at ACU, we're trying to restore what's been lost and help people understand that as, you know, younger generations come along that don't remember God and don't remember these principles, aren't taught these principles, it has a very damaging effect on our culture, on our families, on our civil society. And so we're excited to have these students on that you're going to hear from now, uh, and you can talk about things that they're doing to be influential uh, in our culture. All right. Well, let's welcome Emily Fort to I Work For Him. Emily, welcome. Oh, thank you, Jim. So, tell us a little bit of your story. What kind of graduate? What kind of uh, degree did you graduate with from Arizona Christian University? So, I graduated just last year in 2018 with a degree in biology. Okay. You. So, what do you do with a degree in <laughs> biology? I mean, I mean, you studied toads and uh, dissected lizards. What? I mean, what do you do with that? Right. Uh, Well, my desire has always been to go into the medical field, and I'm currently studying to be a doctor of osteopathic medicine over at Midwestern University, also in Glendale, Arizona. Okay, so a DO. Okay, so what... How did your training at Arizona Christian University prepare you? I'm assuming that this uh, this other, you said Midwestern University, right? Is that what you said? Yes. 
How mm-hmm. come there's a Midwestern University in <laughs> Glendale, Arizona? That seems wrong. Um, that's not the Midwest. That's the Southwest. Okay, but maybe they just got the name wrong. <laughs> right, How right. did your training at Arizona Christian University prepare you for the campus of Midwestern University? I think that my training at Arizona Christian University really laid the foundation that was completely essential for me to be able to come onto this campus staying firm in my faith. Because as you can imagine, being a a school of health sciences, um, there are very few people here who have a Christian worldview. And that's been good for me to be able to speak with them. Having the foundation that I had at Arizona Christian, knowing okay, uh, moral relativism is out there, and it's the predominant worldview. Um, and it's not surprising now, at least to some level, to meet people who don't believe the Word of God and where it's completely new to them. Um, but coming up with a lot of questions against Christianity, I don't know if I would be able to field those questions and be as confident in my faith as I am thanks to my um, four years that I spent at ACU. All right, so why D.O.? I mean, there's a lot of people don't realize that a, a D.O. has some different perspectives when it comes mm-hmm. to identifying and solving body problems. I mean, mm-hmm. so and I think a D.O. actually fits better with a Christian faith because you're not just a drug right. pusher. Tell me about why right. you chose a, to be a D.O., because that means you still got many, many years ahead of you in schooling. Uh, why a D.O.? How does your faith fit into this? So my desire to be a DO was really motivated by my desire to help people, and um, it really wasn't until I got to Midwestern that I really could see how being a believer and being a DO would be completely integrated. Um, DOs practice with the mentality that a human is made up of mind, body, and spirit, and in order to heal the human body, we need to address all three areas. And so like you said, they tend to be known as of doctors who are less drug pushers trying to see the whole person. Um, so my hope in being a DO is that it will allow me to approach my patients um, as people to minister to, not just diseases to cure. And my hope down the road, and I've even gotten to practice a little bit through homeless clinics that we can do through the school, is be able to pray with people, to be able to talk to them about their stories and what? where they're at with the Lord. What? You're helping people that are sick and you're praying with them? What's wrong with it's, you? <laughs> it's a radical thought. <laughs> How much garbage do you get from your fellow students when they see you praying with people? I think it's shocking because there are very few people, even in my class of 250 medical students, who are willing to be bold about their faith because um, they don't want to offend anybody and they are not sure if this is going to be accepted by patients or by their colleagues. So they didn't go to Arizona Christian University then? Right, right. Uh, Thankfully, I actually, we have another student who just graduated from Arizona Christian a year and a half ago who's now in the first year medical school class. So we're excited to be able to have that influence here at Midwestern. I love this. Okay, so how, I mean, I don't know how anybody can have a biology degree, mm-hmm. let alone be, for, be pursuing the practice of a, being a DO. I don't know how they can, how do you, when you're when you're looking at microscopic stuff, which is so intricately, uh, uh, I mean, designed, how do people get past this well, this just happened by chance kind of thing. I mean, you're, you're in classes with people who just believe all of us evolved from primordial goo by accident. How do you talk about the intentionality that our creator built into DNA? 
Mm-hmm. I think that it has actually taught me a lot of grace, um, being able to sit with people who do not see the world the way I do. And, of course, the first instinct is, like, how can you look at, like you said, all of these microscopic details and not acknowledge that there's an amazing creator behind it? But realizing the, the Bible says that they're blind. Um, they don't have hearts that can receive truth and can respond to truth unless the Lord gives that to them. And so being able to have that grace, and yet the truth behind it as well to encourage them there is a creator and he is responsible for all of this and being able to understand his heart will help us understand how to be better physicians okay so last question emily fort are is there i mean you're you're going to be a do a doctor of osteopathy i got that right right did i say that right yes Mm-hmm. Okay, um, which is going to be like a twelve-year. It's like a twelve-year program, right? From 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 your undergrad to your total grad, it's like twelve years, isn't it? It's certainly a long process. Yeah, a long process. Okay, so apparently I'm wrong. She just doesn't want to correct me. That's really sweet of you. Okay, Are, is there room for more Christ-centered, intentionally living out their faith people in the DO programs at Midwestern University? Oh, I certainly hope so. Midwestern has been very kind. I actually lead the Christian Medical and Dental Association here on campus. It's a national organization that has chapters at medical schools. And Midwestern has been um, gracious enough to open up their doors to this association. And they've been welcoming to us, having worship nights and prayer meetings and weekly Bible studies on campus. Now, um, of course, each individual student or faculty member makes their personal decision to sure. come to those uh, events and participate. But um, I think that Midwestern's approach of even opening the opportunity for us to be bold in our faith, regardless of whether or not they agree um, with our beliefs, is really encouraging because we can see the Lord opening those doors. Um, of course, you're going to fight various battles and fight the different worldviews, but to be able to have the freedom, if you're bold enough to make a difference, um, is really empowering. Well, and you can make a difference because you're praying over people. As a deal, you're going to pray over mind, body, and spirit. And when you deal with people's internal turmoil, you can start to heal, bring healing because the body will heal itself if its mind is healthy. Uh, Emily, there's so much more we could talk about, but I have to let you go. But Emily Ford, thanks for being on I Work Room today. Thanks for sharing a little of your story. I can't wait to hear the stories after you get out there and practice. Thank you, Emily. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, Len Munsell, president of Arizona Christian University. It's got to be exciting for you to hear these students talk about how they were prepared for their master's degrees for their furthering their their graduate programs they were prepared to live out their faith boldly because of their experience at arizona christian university that level of intentionality len munsell that's something that the lord laid on your heart how do you do it well i, I agree with you it, it, when people ask me about the job of being president of a small college uh, and they ask what the best thing is and the best thing is the students always has been uh and so to hear it's incredibly gratifying for me to hear, you know, we talked about being influential, and it's obvious that Emily's presence at that medical school is already having kingdom influence. It's right. already influencing her peers that are going into the same field um, by virtue of the leadership that she's taken um, with, with a Christian organization and by organizing prayer events and worship events on a secular campus. Um, it's amazing. And, and frankly, that's that's what our expectation is of all of our graduates, that wherever they go, 
they will be influencers for the kingdom of God and for his principles. We've heard from two graduates from Arizona Christian University as well as the president of Arizona Christian University on how they their whole curriculum, no matter what the gra- what, what the program these undergraduate programs these kids are graduating with, that they understand and can live out I work for him each and every day. President Lynn Munsell, here's the deal. I want to give you a free minute to just plug Arizona Christian University. Why should our listeners send their, their kids, their grandkids, or their great-grandkids to Arizona Christian University? I'm already sold. I'm like figuring out ways I could send I got two teenage grandkids, how I could get them there already. But talk to me. Well, absolutely. Uh, and Jim, it, it's because we're in a clash of civilizations. There's a battle of ideas going on, and it, it's a real battle. It's a real war. Uh, and for the last, at least the last 60 years, but really even longer than that, universities in our country have been places where Christian students would go and essentially have their faith driven out of them, uh, and, and they would ultimately um, – become hostile to God, become hostile to the country, become hostile to the values of Western civilization that are based on biblical truth. And frankly, Jim, we need an antidote. We need universities like ACU that are strategically and intentionally preparing Christians to go into um, the cultural battlefield and to be influencers for the kingdom of God. And so that's what we are about um, and we have degree programs in every area of influence, and some of them we haven't talked about, but we have you know, media, journalism, uh, the business uh, world. We, we need Christian business leaders, um, certainly full-time ministry, um, the arts. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Studies, Aren't all those, know, all, all, talk- things. all those things are full-time Christian ministries, aren't they? Yes, they, okay. they are, and that's the okay. mindset that we all of them, uh, all of these areas, all these vocations. We take the the approach with our students that you, as a follower of Christ, are already in full time ministry, and your vocation is a part of that. Um, so it's a holistic approach. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm excited for you to hear from Josiah Friedman, who is was really a, a one of the first students I was actually personally involved in recruiting to ACU. When a lot of the things that we're talking about that ACU is doing today were really just a vision, because I had just become president of the school, and we were sort of reshifting and right. reorienting a traditional Bible college into a Christian liberal arts university with, with majors in areas like political science that it didn't have, and communication that it didn't have before. And Josiah is someone who God laid on his heart before he came to ACU, a passion for the sanctity of human life. And, of course, that was the, the pro-life issues, the reason I went to law school, and, I, and I've battled in it for three decades in the policy level. But God did something really unique with the call for Josiah, and will always be grateful that in faith he came to ACU uh, and, and, uh, and, and hopefully the experience that he had at ACU helped launch him to the next phase of, of his well, career. Let's, let's find out. Josiah Freeman, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks for having me. All right, so talk to us. What kind of a, a, a undergraduate degree did you get from Arizona Christian University? Yeah, so I finished in 2015, and I've studied uh, political science and communication with an emphasis in journalism while I was at ACU. Political science? Wait a minute. There's no place for Christians in politics. 
Certainly not. And I would no, just kidding. No, it, there is so much opportunity for uh, for restoration uh, and healing and the common good uh, that comes from Christians being involved in the political arena. And so many people who are vulnerable without them there. And so I, you know, I just I went to ACU knowing that I wanted to be focused on the on the political sphere and and traveled all over the country trying to look, you know, my, my parents. I was the oldest in my family and was the first kid going to college. We were really concerned about finding the right institution that would have uh, a combination of really high academic standards when it came to political science, but would also have uh, would also have a, a mission, if you will. And so uh, I remember I, I walked into President Munsell's office uh, at the request of my mom, who you know, I grew up in Phoenix. She was definitely afraid that I was going to be leaving. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so just on a hunch, I went in there, and this was, you know, President Munsell was just getting started there. The mission of the school had just begun uh, to change and to look on to the future. And even though there weren't a lot of things there that are there now, I was just captivated by this is going to be a place, an institution that that, you know, it's for students achieving amazing things academically, but it's pushing each and every person that walks through towards their mission, that you could be as a student surrounded by people who believe that you have one, like you're, you're on this world, in this world for a very particular reason, to make a difference, and you've got to be prepared for that. And waking up every morning to go to class with that mission in mind is a really amazing and unique college experience. Wow, how fantastic. So where in your life did you get prompted or where did you realize that the call in your life was politics? I mean, for you to choose politics as a college degree, when did you get inspired to say, that's somewhere I want to run towards? When I was 16 years old, I I became, you know, I I grew up with a father who was a medical doctor who had always been uh, really passionate about the medical side of, uh, of the life issue. And so I grew up very aware of that. And at 16 years old, I, I got involved and uh, began to create this organization that we called uh, we called Voices for the Voiceless. And, um, I, you know, I was really passionate uh, about seeing a revival like happened in the time of William Wilberforce, the, the guy who's credited with leading the movement to abolish the slave trade in Great Britain. I, I was passionate about seeing that happen here when it comes from the life issue. Because I'll say this, even though we're so divided as a nation, I see in many of my peers and their views uh, on many different political things from uh, from immigration to guns, that there is somewhere deep inside uh, all of us a, a respect and a value for the dignity of human life, even though they even though they might not know where it comes from. And so I've just been really passionate about helping them make that connection on this issue, the issue of abortion and unplanned pregnancy. And so I'd always been passionate about that. And so I I had started this movement, uh, had gotten involved in a lot of different ways and and went to ACU. And it, it was weird. Shortly after I went to ACU, a lot of things uh, changed in my life. Uh, one was my mom sat me down on the couch and told me a story that I'd never heard before about a time when she was growing up in a small town. She was 19 years old, the age I, I was then when she was telling me the story, and she told me about the time she had had, uh, she had, had an abortion, and it drastically changed 
um, the way I looked at this issue, this became much more about uh, compassion and real people than it was about numbers and justice, which it had been before. And I looked at my community at, at ACU with this this new knowledge and sense of of calling around this issue that I had. And I found people that were ready to <laughs> ready to help me at every step of the way. And so while in college, I founded a nonprofit, which is called Voices for the Voiceless, and is what I do uh, full-time today, using storytelling to change the culture so that one day in the United States, we could be in a nation where no one faces unplanned pregnancy alone and where our culture and our politics and our uh, service organization respect the value and dignity of human life. So this nonprofit, say it again. What's the name of the nonprofit? It's called Voices for the Voiceless. Voices for the Voiceless. Okay. So you're 20, based on my calculations, you're 26, 27, 28 years old today? 26, yeah. 26. So you just have nine years that you can run for the presidency. So, (laughs) I mean, what's your long-term plan? And how do you plan on taking this Voice for the Voiceless to a national platform Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that, by the mere fact that they find pregnancy to be inconvenient, that they will promote a a pro-abortion platform versus a pro-life platform. How do you plan on making this relevant to the entirety of culture? And you got got 30 seconds. Go ahead. It's a great question. I think it's already relevant. We live in a nation where 400,000 women uh, get abortions specifically because they don't have support. People get abortions for a lot of reasons, but specifically because they don't have it. I think everyone in our community is really passionate about changing that no matter where they stand. And so we're excited to bring this issue all around the country as we make the case for life and make the case that no one should have to face this alone. And Arizona Christian University was a great place to get started in all this? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't, really wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I, I love it. Josiah Freeman, I know there's lots more to your story, but thank you for sharing just a little bit of it today on I Work For Him. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. Len Munsell, if people want to sign up to uh, maybe join you guys in a winter uh, semester, how do they find out more about Arizona Christian University? Yeah, I'd encourage them to go to the website, arizonachristian.edu, and uh, it's, it's very simple to follow the process for application or for more information. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we're happy to provide that information. Obviously, you know, we're looking for students. We're also looking for financial support, like a lot of small colleges. Sure. And we've been asked to have, to have donors come around and support uh, ACU. But it's fantastic. Hear, President the, Len. Incredible students. Uh, President Len Munson. Yep. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at IWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com